Hey, good morning. It's Dave Christie. I am the CEO and president of Orford Mining. Orford Mining is a company exploring in the province of Quebec in uh, Canada, uh, mostly in the northern part of the uh, province. Uh, we have two projects in the Nunavik region, uh, one being the West Raglan Nickel Project, just put some results out today. And we also have the Kigavik Gold Project, just, it's just to the north of the uh, West Raglan Project. Very large projects. Uh, West Raglan is uh, 714 square kilometers of land. And uh, the Kigavik project is about uh, 400 square kilometers of land, so very large projects and very underexplored. And then down in the Abitibi, we have a project, uh, well, four projects in the Jatel region of the Abitibi. This is the region where Igniku Eagle got its gold mining start. The Eagle Tel Bell mine was the original gold mine, and we're sitting right next door to that and next door to what is the uh, Igniku Eagle Maple JV. Uh, we are about to launch a drill program on the Jatel Eagle project. Uh, and in the coming days, and uh, we're quite excited about that work. David, thank you very much for the introduction. Uh, it's good to speak to you. Um, you've been on the on the on, on the Crux platform uh, on a quarterly basis uh, for the last twelve months. Uh, this is the first time I've spoken to you. Um, last year, let, let, let's deal with the the, the, the kind of the, the macro and the environment first. Um, the, the capital markets, uh, the, the lack of well, the capital flight uh, and also the metal price um, movements during the course of last year. We, obviously, we're seeing a bit of a rebound now, but could you just cast your mind back and just kind of tell me how it's... Yeah, tell me about the pain of the last 12 months in terms of metal price and and um, the markets. Well, I'd say for, for junior explorers, the, the, the gyrating metal, metal prices over the past uh, year have not been great. Um, you know, you know, for junior miners, you need to see a continuous uptrend in the metal price, not a, a, an up and down metal price. So uh, it, it's been very difficult from that point of view to have a, a share price that uh, has any momentum, uh, no matter what kind of results you're putting out. Um, but, uh, you know, when we look at uh, what we've done in the past year, we've raised money uh, last, well, I guess in 2021 at the end of the year. Uh, and then in August of 2022, we raised some money. Uh, so we're sitting pretty good as far as our, our balance sheet right now. We're at uh, two and a half million or so probably. Um, and uh, we have enough money to get through uh, our Chattel project drilling and all our admin costs for the year and some extra on top of that. Do we have enough money to do Kigavik? No, but we haven't proposed a Kigavik, Kigavik budget yet. Uh, we'll wait to, uh, till West Raglan and Kigavik uh, budgets come out together. Um, as you might know, uh, West Raglan is a project where Wailu Metals is earning into uh, they could spend up to $25 million during 80%. Uh, we operate the project, uh, and we're just at our anniversary date for that agreement, so we're waiting to see what they want to do next there. Uh, and that's uh, sort of a, a big sort of uh, touch to, touch point as far as what we do at Kigavik, which sits just you know 30 kilometers to the north of West Raglan. Okay, so you've got the two projects up in the north, kind of Kigavik and um, West Raglan. And uh, West Raglan is funded by Wailu, um, but if, if they go for the budget and they, they, they want to continue with the work program, which is, I would expect is, is, is the case, um, then that gives you kind of the, is, am I right in thinking that, that gives you the, uh, the, the logistical kind of springboard from which you can then plan a kind of a more cost-effective program on Kikovic? Well, exactly. It changes our costs, right? So uh, with both projects operating, we, we use one camp, uh, all the logistics are the same, one, one cook, um, you know, one set of helicopters. So it just makes everything a little easier as far as running the two projects and a little cost effective. 
Uh, we know we bring fuel in for both projects at the same time. All, all those little little things that that add up. You know, one nurse for both projects, you know, one drill manager. Uh, so it, so when once we get the idea what they want to do next, and we we're actually doing some some reviews of our Kegwek project, which we can walk through. But we're uh, we're trying to understand what, what we want to do with that project next as well. And we have some really good ideas there. We've done some some great work over the fall. Um, and, and this past summer season it was quite successful. So we're looking to move forward on both of those projects. Um, and I expect us to have some similar size budgets to what we had this year. And this year we spent uh, between the two projects probably $8 million. Okay. And um, was that 50-50 between the nickel and the gold or was it um, more lo- loaded towards the nickel? No, about 50-50. And um, the results you've seen in the nickel, is, um, is, is there any reason why um, you would um, – uh, you'd not expect um, Wiley to continue funding. I mean, I, I look at some of those grades. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they're historic or whether they were drilled this year, but, you know, when you've got um, um, 28 metres at 3% nickel and, uh, you know, with copper and with, with PGEs and um, the, the results you put out this morning, are, uh, you know, that there's still nickel sulphides in the, in the, in the, in the holes. Yeah. Um, it seems to me that, that it feels good. Yeah, no, the, the West Ragland project, you have to remember, it's, it's a very large project, you know, uh, and, you know, 50, over 55 kilometers in length um, and about uh, 20 kilometers north-south. Um, it's got potential for both the, the Ragland style mineralization. The Ragland nickel mine that Extrata operates is, is about 90 kilometers to the east of us. And the Nunavik nickel mine that Canadian Royalties uh, operates is also about 90 kilometers east of us. Canadian Royalties sits in the southern trend. Raglan sits in the northern trend. We have potential for both those type deposits on our project. Um, like with some of our showings, like Big Potato is in the south and the Frontier is in the north trend. Uh, very underexplored across the property. This year, we, we drilled nine holes. They were spaced by up to 35 kilometers apart. So uh, we're not exactly doing close space drilling. Um, this year's drilling extended the size of the Frontier Zone, which is uh, one of the showings that has been known for quite a while. Uh, we extended about 30 meters to the west and down dip uh, with some really good intercepts, you know, 21 meters of 0.43 and uh, 0.18 copper or including four and a half uh, meters of 5.57 and 0.29 copper. So some pretty good numbers there. But we also had uh, thir- 13 and a half meters in, in that same area of, of similar type mineralization. But probably the most exciting thing this this past summer at uh, at the West Ragland project was the boomerang uh, discovery. Uh, we had a showing at surface there. A, a, it was a boulder, actually, but we we drilled uh, EM anomalies we identified last year there, and we hit uh, you know 4.2 meters of uh, 0.6% nickel and 0.16% copper and about one uh, gram per ton uh, combined platinum palladium, um, and that, that's very exciting. That's the highest grade number we've hit outside of the frontier zone ever. And the frontiers were that that 28 meters you were talking about with the 3.21. Um, so it's really exciting to hit mineralization out of there. Uh, and if you know anything about the Raglan style mineralization, it's, it's potty. Uh, Raglan itself, I think they have 12 distinct uh, lenses with uh, nine, 92 pods kind of thing. So it, it's very, you know, like pearls on a string type deposit, Combalda style mineralization. Um, so that's what we're looking for. We need to put together a series of pearls to make this thing work. Um, and so the more discoveries we make, the better chance we have of having an economic deposit there. And have you put together your kind of the, the, the idealized 2023 uh, exploration plan in terms of uh, drill meters, 
and, and budgetary requirements. I mean, are you presenting that to Wailu uh, anytime soon? Yeah, we will be. I'm not going to talk about that here because I'll wait till we talk to them about it. But yeah, we will be presenting a, a budget to them that's what we think we should do, and, and we'll see what they say and where we go on it. And you know, they're 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 a very they're a very smart group, very technically bright, um, and and financially uh, you know very full. Um, so you know, there's a lot of back and forth on on our budget proposals to them. I mean, this are this will be our third budget with them coming up. Um, so there's always some some back and forth and, and some discussion, and uh, we we decide what works best for the project on their needs and our needs, and uh, move forward from there. And uh, presumably, it falls within the arc of you know spending 25 million dollars over a, a period and. Uh, Yes, yeah. uh, about four, four or five million dollars last year, and you could progress in the project. You know, one, one can um, uh, provide some kind of signposts if, if by looking at the the, 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 this, the nature of the deal and the historic spend. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly true. So, um, you know, it, it's in an area in the world it's not cheap to explore, but the the reward is quite high. So, if you can get a world class deposit like Raglan, you know, Raglan's been operating since 1999, and it's it's got more reserves today than when they opened the mine. So um, the, these deposits are, are quite uh, prolific and uh, quite high grade and they work very well. Good. Thank you. And before we leave kind of the north, um, I, I know you said it's not in the plans at the moment, but uh, if Wailu does go ahead and you, you do want to advance on um, Kikovic, uh, what's what's in the kind of in the work plan what kind of things are you thinking of you'd, you'd like to be testing okay so this, this past year we we drilled uh like west raglan we drilled about 2500 meters there we drilled about the same at uh at Kegevik, a little more actually i think um and we drove 14 holes at Kegevik, and we we identified a, a large uh, quartz carbonate alteration system with uh, variable amounts of gold in it um, and, and if you go back to what we've been chasing at Kegevik, you know, it's a project that has never seen any exploration before us. So it's a brand new gold district in Canada. Um, it, it's, uh, so we've spent about 40 weeks on the ground to date, um, you know, over the past, uh, like since 2016. Uh, so it's not a lot of time uh, on the ground because it's a very short field season, uh, but we've got a lot of work done. Um, and we've identified a number of very, very high grade boulder trains some huge glacial till uh, anomalies with gold grains in them. Um, and that's what we've been chasing this past summer. Um, and we identified a number of gold hits and new, new gold targets, you know, grades up to 8.1 grams, uh, very thick intersections of uh, almost a gram over like 13 meters. So some really interesting intersections, but still not what we're, what we're really looking for. We're looking for the source of the 648 gram boulders, the 288 gram boulders, which we see at surface. So this past fall, we, we uh, engaged a, a gentleman named Stu Averill. He is probably one of the best gla glacial mines in Canada. He runs a company called uh, Overburden Drilling Management. And he uh, interpreted and went through all our results and, and came up with some very good and new theories for us as far as how we should target these glacial anomalies. Uh, he doesn't think the boulders have traveled very far at all. We thought there was some transport distance. He thinks they probably have moved very minimally. Um, so, you know, maybe 100, 200 meters away from their source. Um, so we're going to go back in this year and drill very close to some of those boulders uh, and likely use a, uh, a different kind of uh, drilling method uh, that we can get more drilling done over a much shorter period of time. Um, so that, that's sort of the plan for this coming year. As opposed to doing diamond drilling, we're going to use like RC type drilling or, or that, that type of thing. Uh, and do more holes over a shorter period of time, so test more targets. 
Um, so instead of instead of 14 tests like we did this summer over two months, we'll be able to get like to 20 tests done in a month, and uh, that's sort of the plan. Okay, good. It's uh, swinging for the fences stuff, isn't it? You know, when you're in a, in, a, in the when you're a first mover, or you're first in a in a field, you've got the kind of that raw data, and it's, it's that very exciting um, time of kind of potentially making that big discovery. Um, yeah, but, no, I think so. Yeah, uh, with, with with it comes a bit of uncertainty. Yeah, it does. But uh, I think this this project is, you know, if, if you look at the maps on it, uh, we've got gold uh, in in boulders and and in subcrop and outcrop across the entire project. Uh, no one's ever explored it before us. So well, there's a couple of old drill holes where people were looking for nickel and they didn't find nickel and they walked away. Um, so you know, it's it's a brand new gold district in Canada. Uh, it just happens to be in, a, in an area where we can only see the ground for a couple months of the year. Uh, once we have a center of gravity there, we can drill all year long. Uh, but until that point in time, we are, uh, you know, beholden to the to the season that allows us to explore. Uh, but uh, you know, we, we have very high grade numbers across the entire property. Um, we see visible gold in both drill core and in in uh, bedrock. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of work to be done here, um, and we we are firmly believe that we will make a big discovery there, and probably more than one. Because across the forty across the forty kilometer uh, strike length of the property, we have a number of very very high grade showings across the trend, and glacial direction across the properties from south to north, um, and very little movement according to our experts. So uh, we're quite excited to get back in there and, and test these uh, these anomalies. Good. Well, that's good to hear. Um, although it's not your main thrust at the moment, the main thrust. Let's move to um, um, Jutel, um, Jutel Eagle. Um, and 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 the the abitivity the abitibi properties. Can you just uh, recap what you did, uh, what, where you've got to the work that's been done over the last year? And, and in fact, it's probably useful just to go back, you know, a year or two. Um, and you know where you've got to in your thinking. And you said that you were about to start a drill program. But, but let's, so you've got to the point where you want to drill some more, but let, let's hear what the thinking was and the work that sure, um, sure. got to this point. So in uh, 2020, when you know COVID hit and uh, Quebec actually shut down for a while, you couldn't explore in Quebec, uh, we started looking at other belts that we felt uh, were underexplored and had potential and where there was open land. Uh, so Chatel was one of those, and it was actually where I got my career started. I worked for Agnico Eagle for a long time early in my career. Uh, in that area, uh, when Ignico Eagle was operating the Eagle Tail Bell Mine, uh, it's a, uh, a a good volcanic belt uh, with uh, lots of strong mineralization that, that is strike extensive. Um, and and the, what I liked about it was, since 1993, when they closed the Eagle Tail Bell Mine, there's been no exploration in the area. And on the properties we picked up, mostly there's been no exploration since the mid 80s. Um, so I, I think those two things combined. Uh, allow for a lot of potential, uh, a lot of underexplored land to, to see some modern exploration techniques. And in, in 2021, uh, we picked up the uh, Chattel Eagle property from another company that, was, that had staked in the area. And uh, this property it ties on to the Eagle Tail Bell property and what is now the Maple Gold JV, um, where Agnico Eagle has to spend $18 million to earn into all of Maple's properties. Um, and so we're sitting right next door to that. We have over 10 kilometers of strike length of the main mine horizon. And when we looked at that property, the main reason we picked it up, there's a zone called the South Gold Zone that was drilled historically. Um, and there was some, you know, some pretty decent uh, intercepts there, you know, six and a half grams, five grams, that type of thing. Um, but what I, you know, what we drilled, we went in there last 
uh, winter to drill a, a few holes just to sort of test our theory. And we sample, of course, the entire core, uh, core length uh, of the drill core, uh, unlike in the old days. So in the 80s and, and, and 70s, when Ignico was working in that area, they only basically sampled the mine horizon. And they didn't sample much beyond or above or below it, of course. So we went in there and sampled a much thicker horizon. Um, and we found that we were finding intersections of, you know, 28 meters of 1.24 grams or uh, uh, 21 meters of 1.1 grams. So some very thick intersections of mineralization close to surface. Um, so those are like 150 uh, meters away from surface type thing. So we, we thought, well, there's a potential here to have a low-grade open pitable uh, mineralized body close to surface. So this winter we're going in, we're going to drill... 2,000 to 2,500 meters of drilling uh, a long strike at a shallow level to see if there's continuity in that mineralization over five, 600 meters strike length. Um, and if we can prove that up, then we can go towards a, a resource sort of uh, dr drilling campaign uh, to see if we can prove up a mineralization there. So in, in, the, in the mineralization, there's always the mine horizon, which grades up to like, you know, 10 to 14 grams, but it's fairly narrow. And then there's a thicker intersection of uh, one gram material, which is uh, it's a volcanoclastic disseminated with volcanic uh, sulfide class in it. And, and basically no one ever sampled that before. Another thing to bring up actually is that Nico Eagle, when they recorded some of their uh, holes in, in the assessment library, uh, they redacted quite a few of the assays. <laughs> so, um, so we don't know actually what they got in some of them. And you, know, you would think if you're redacting assays, there must be something decent in them. Um, so we'll we'll see. We're repeating some of those holes this this winter, and uh, we'll see what those that area looks like when you when you take a good sampling in there. So that's the plan this year is to work towards a, a resource. In 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 one of your holes, um, hole two, you got forty seven meters at just under a gram as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, some pretty big thick intersections. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a that's a really decent uh, um, kind of exploration uh, result. Well, especially um, when you're you're next to a road, you're next to hydro, you're next to everything, right? So this isn't like Nunavik where we're, you know, way up north there. Uh, this is an infrastructure. There's an old mine that's sitting right beside us. There's a, a road going right to the property. Um, so it, it's, it's much easier logistically than uh, than the other properties. Is, is your drill plan um, 2,000, 2,500 metres, is it kind of on fences over a kind of a constrained or, can, um, you know, a relatively co, co Coherent strike length, or is it um, a series of kind of uh, more target testing, uh, separate? Uh, no, it's the test. It's the test continuity of this body uh, because we, we figure if we want to do more here, we we didn't know whether there's something there. So we're we're doing 50 meter step outs along that body at the 100 meter level uh, just to see what kind of continuity is there. If there's continuity of over a gram with you know over you know 25 meter kind of thicknesses then i think we have something exciting and have you gotten any sense of um uh, grade variation with depth i mean do you is, is there a surface expression or is there glacial tilt so you can't really see what's going on yeah it's all covered so we have magnetics we have uh, that type of thing and there's uh, there are other targets and we may if we have time may, might drill a couple more there this year like might take two holes outside of that but uh, the for the most case most part it's it's concentrated on the uh on the, on the South Gold Zone, which is the, the zone that we think can, you know, bring value to the company by getting towards a resource. As you know, in exploration, until you get a resource, it's really hard to put value on an exploration company. So 
uh, I'd really like to see us get to get towards something that might look like a resource. And have you got a geophysical anomaly, which kind of gives you a sense of scale of what you've kind of clipped so far? Well, we have a geophysical anomaly that helps us uh, find the marker horizon, which uh, you know, there's the massive sulfide unit, which is the uh, the mine horizon, which is, you know, a couple meters. And then there's, uh, after that, you, you go into a, a graphitic unit with, you know, marcosite nodules. So we have that conductor mapped out, and that's that's all we have. And we have magnetics that have sort of mapped out what we think is this uh, magnetic low in there that uh, is is the target. But uh, and until we uh, drill it off, we, we're not sure if that's actually uh, the main the main target, right? So so it's it's a, it's a little bit like when you've forgotten um, in the power cut and you've forgotten your torch, when you're just going to be going in and you feeling your way. You'll be kind of testing a long strike and a testing a little bit. Um, below your last intersection, so you'll you'll do steps below and steps along strike, and then and then just see what you get and see what you get, and if you can grow it, you'll continue to grow it. Exactly. Well, if this this first line at 100 meters uh, depth uh, pans out and, and shows continuity, then we'd go back in and drill some more holes below that and uh, and see where we can get to. Um, but we're we're quite excited about it. We think it's going to hold together based on the historic drilling that's there and, and the drilling we did last year. Um, so we're quite excited to see what happens there. And then there's other targets, like there's the micro Gabbro unit that is on uh, the Ignique Legal Maple JV. Uh, it goes right through our property as well, and they're getting some very high grades in that, so we'd have to, to work on uh, trying to test that. And then we have a number of other similar targets to the South Gold across the property uh, that have no testing. Um, so there's other things to work on as, on those as well. Uh, basically, there, there's a, the main the main story. It's the Casabrardi break, basically the south display of the Casabrardi break, and uh, it's where there's major fault intersections that hit that zone. Is where there seems to be more gold, and uh, so there's a few other places along that is uh, where we're going to be looking as well. And are you going to um, kind of uh, be able to get to drill those, or, or when you talk about looking at those, are you talking about grab sampling and trenching? No, no, we're going to try to drill those. I don't know if we'll get to them this time. It all depends on how fast the drillers drill and uh, how our money continues to hold. So uh, just just to recap, you've got a kind of a, um, enough to drill two and a half thousand meters and get the results in and do the study work for this year. Um, but then beyond that, you're kind of market and results dependent. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, typical exploration, right? So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, okay. And, you know, hopefully we get some good numbers. Hopefully the gold market continues to improve. Um, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll put a budget out for Kigavik and, and Wailu sometime in the next month or so and uh, move forward on uh, what we're going to do on those two projects. One thing I should remind people about is that uh, uh, Al Alamos Gold is a 25% shareholder of ours and very supportive. John McCluskey sits on our board. Uh, they are quite excited about the Kigavik project. They think it's uh, a game-changing type project, uh, both their technical people and, and the, 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 the C-suite type uh, group of that, uh, that company. So we're, we're very fortunate to have that kind of support it, it's uh, it's useful it, it is useful and I, and it, it's, it's a great endorsement although the the risk profile for an alamos gold is very different to the risk profile for a uh, <laughs> for a retail investor um you know a retail investor really needs to see the uh the short-term gain you know they're looking for something to happen the catalysts for the, that, that that value step in 2023 all power to the exploration team in um Kikovic, but that's going to come after you've got the budget signed by Wailu and once you've mobilized. And perhaps in the shorter term, the, the, the near-term catalysts, I think, are likely to be in the metals markets. I mean, if you just look at, I, I, I see more and more headlines talking about the nickel inventories at a kind of a critical low and the gold price. Um, uh, it's got that lovely start of the year bump to it. Um, 
it's 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 a it's a it's a much nice it's a much nicer put my analyst hat on again and yeah no i think the metals markets are, are gonna gonna recover especially as they they slow down on the interest rate hikes and uh you know inflation hasn't gone away but they you know they can't keep raising rates they're going to kill the economy so uh, i think we'll we'll see a, a continued rise in the in the gold price um and uh the use for nickel in, in electric vehicle batteries is you know is very important right now um, so I think the continued need for that is going to drive nickel prices higher uh, in the in the coming year or years. Um, so I think you'll continue to see that as an important momentum for the stock. Um, but on top of that, you know, we're about to start drilling a, a project. So hopefully within the next month and a half, two months, we'll have some results from that. Um, and then we'll have our budget proposals uh, that will come out for Kigavik and West Raglan shortly thereafter. Uh, so the catalysts for the next, you know, three or four months are, are threefold. There's metal prices, of course. There's the start of drilling uh, on January 20th at uh, at Chatel, and those results that will follow. And then there's our new budgets for 2023 at Kigavik and West Raglan, and those will come out together at some point uh, early spring. Great. Well, uh, I look forward to seeing the results. Um, it's always good to see drill programs starting. Um, it's even nicer when the when the when the core comes back with um, shiny stuff in it of the right kind. A, a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to um, getting the updates and uh, uh, speaking to you as the news comes through during the course of 2023. Thanks, Merlin. Good to talk to you too.